Thursday, right? It's Thursday. Thursday, December 21st. It's a sleepy Thursday. It's a sleepy Thursday as Nick Bond, Bo Rude went to the Creighton basketball game last night. Check out uh, one Douglas McDermott's jersey retirement. Um, so, you know, we kind of were talking a little bit on the road about some of the signing day things, but we kind of withheld a few things to, to dive into here with with signing day officially in the books as well. So we're going to kind of unpack. We're not going to get into every single recruit, but kind of the big storylines. Um, Nebraska ends up signing a the 19th or 20th class in the country, which is kind of – it's amazing how – that that was kind of right where Polini's classes were, where Riley's classes were, where Frost classes. They all ended up kind of being right there. Um, I mean, but any any general thought before we get rolling here? I mean, what? Uh, I mean, ending nineteenth or twentieth after the season we had in recruiting is it's almost a miracle. It's a miracle recruiting uh, for to a finish that good. I mean, obviously there's one guy uh, that brought that, that <laughs> way up, number yeah. way up, but uh, I mean, <laughs> you gotta it, say for what it is, like it, it's pretty amazing what just happened uh, in the last handful of days. And I think we're all kind of, uh, we're not in shock, but everybody's a little bit like, uh, they're just almost a little caught off guard still. Well, this just happened. I think I made the comment to you last night. Like, if you really stop, and I want you to stop and go back and try to remember the the field goal from Iowa going through the uprights, ending the season, and think about how you felt about everything, and then think about how you feel now. It's pretty crazy in just three weeks, and really the last two weeks, how much it everything's kind of changed. And I know the running joke is is always like Nebraska, they're off-season national champs like 20 years in a row. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we always are. We I, always win the off-season. Always, always. It's, a, it's part of the um, badge of honor of being a Nebraskan. It's like <laughs> yeah. our optimism in the off-season is one of our gifts. We win every year. But it feels <laughs> – but we do. We win that every but, year. But no, it, it does feel more legit. In with the Raiola, with the Dylan Raiola thing, with also then keeping Tony White. Like there was a version of this thing where Tony White went to USC, Dylan Raiola still goes to Georgia. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Like, and in, ne- in Nebraska, sitting with a couple of quarterbacks that they're not feeling 100% about going, what's the future of this offense and this team? And they don't feel good at all. And I also would have wondered if Tony White would have left for USC, what would, oh, does the, does Ty Robinson stay? Does Gifford come back? Does Nick, ben, I think like, everybody has a way harder decision to make. Yes. I don't know what they do, but my guess is not everyone's staying. Right. And then you, 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 you pile that on top of how Husker fans were feeling anyway, which was right. pretty bad. And, one day, Dylan Raiola calls and like everything <laughs> is different. I know, and I, and this was I thought this was kind of unique. Matt Rule said Dylan reached out. Yes, so I think I think it's interesting. Let Let's just go to the headliner, which is that. And we yeah. talked a little bit about this on the last pod when the news came out that Raiola and Nebraska were back, like almost making out in the corner of the bar. But it's but like you said, Matt Rule made it a point, and he made it a point in his press conference. He made it a point on his XM appearance with Matt Schick and even on ESPN's signing day special with Matt Schick to, like, he made it a point that, like, Dylan Raiola reached out to me. Like, I think he wanted to make it clear in that. Yeah. And so 
what are we we were talking yesterday and i think my read on it is i think dylan riola wants to play that's that's the best read i think we've taken in the last 24 hours that's yes. probably it yes and for as much as you know the poem about his and even matt rule talking about how his, how his heart was in nebraska and all those things all those things can be true but i still wonder if the driving force of what unfolded here is all of a sudden carson beck the georgia quarterback announces that he is coming back now when when dylan riola committed to georgia he, it, it, you didn't quite know what this quarterback situation was going to look like for yeah. Georgia, but all of a sudden Beck starts. They have a decent year. He's then coming back, and I think he th thought like you're not going to go unseat a guy that just started at Georgia more than likely. More than likely, yeah. And so what I think happened was that news hit, and he, because he wants to start, he looked at the the school that was finished basically like second, and he saw you know. <laughs> I don't even know what I mean I'm trying to picture like I mean picture the you know the the bad news bears kind of a of a situation at <laughs> the quarterback the here. offensive situation the here, offensive yeah. situation that again this was the worst offense Nebraska's had in 60 plus years and arguably the worst power conference quarterback situation in college football so I think he then he looked at Nebraska and thought I could go start and dominate that quarterback situation so I, that's what i think drummed a lot of this up yeah i would say what we were talking about in the last pod was more we kind of thought like okay either something happened to georgia right or nebraska threw a pile of cash at him and i think maybe we missed on the the playing time aspect of georgia which wasn't really georgia's fault no georgia didn't really mess anything up i think it's sort of like maybe reality hit Dylan that Georgia is going to be a different animal and Nebraska is in a unique position for him, which is he does love the school. His dad loves the school. Yes. And he sees, I walk in keys to the kingdom and I'm sure NIL is going to be great here. Yeah. I'm sure the yes. money was found that needed to be found here for and sure. whatever he needs to be his best. We want him more than they do. I promise you that. Right. And we need him more than they do. And we're in a position where I don't think there's much pressure here. I think the pressure is maybe more at Georgia. I couldn't agree more. I thought, th I, as weird as it's like, you would think on paper, you'd be like, boy, I tell you, this guy, T Dylan the Riola, there's so much. I think there's less pressure on Dylan Riola here. He, I yeah. don't think there's as much, there's not that, like, Okay, yeah. Rule can say all the things of like nothing's given, it's earned, blah blah blah, and and, and Heinrich Carberg's earned the, the right keys, to the like keys, come on, guys. He's got keys and copies of the keys. The car's there. Yes. It's yours. I open the door for you. It's like he's gonna start. Okay. The autopilot, yeah, it's like so, all so, the things. So you there's need. not the pressure on to go to go because listen, he would have okay, so he goes to Georgia, he would have had to compete with the returning starter, yeah. and then there's probably a handful of other four and five star quarterbacks on the roster oh by the way they're probably going to sign another they'll probably sign another yeah top 10 quarterback in the following season like so you're gonna have to you be, have to be so much better than everybody there where circumstances will matter yes. like oh if you're just as good as the starter the starter is going to retain his spot right or if there's another guy that's just as good as you 
or you're maybe a little bit better and you kind of get nicked up, well, you might lose your spot. Yeah. And then he's playing. It's like, we don't want to like, yes, when you have that many more better players that you're dealing with, circumstances matter more here, Nick, he's probably going to be such a level above anybody else. That's, that's here talent wise that it's, it's his his keys every time, and he knows it. I couldn't agree more. I, I, and so his I, uncle's on staff. It, it's like he's got the home. It's he's a legacy. He has the keys. So I, in a weird way, I'm totally. I'm glad we see it. Sam, I don't. I don't think the the pressure is as high here on him as it was at Georgia, especially yeah. then we haven't even gotten to the part of like at Georgia, you go 11 and one might not be good. Enough. And it might, and you don't make the playoff. I mean, look at Kyle McCord. That, that like, is a, that's I mean, a great example. You know, there. so like you go 11 and one and don't make the playoff. People are in, in Athens, Georgia are like this season was a disappointment. If, if, if next year, Dylan Riola starts and Nebraska goes seven and five, and or eight and four, whatever people like Dylan Raiola is. He did it. Yeah, he did it. Eight and four. He, he did it. He did a freshman it. wonder. Nebraska fans are rabid. Uh, amigos runs up. Yes. Guess what? They are going to be throwing Valentinos, throwing, all those throwing awesome. advertisements yes. at you. Right. Like we like. That's the part that is so true. Like these other schools are like Nebraska was in the late nineties, early two thousands, where. 10 and 3 gets you fired as a coach and a loss. Scott Frost lost one game in 1996 Six. and they wanted his head. Yeah. That is where Georgia's at. That's where Georgia's at. You know where we're at? If you get us to a bowl game and you make this offense look good, you're a hero. The the, the <laughs> seriously, that's the the, difference. the 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 level of offensive production a year ago was basically at an all-time low. Yeah. And the quarterbacking was arguably at an all-time low. Yes. Which those two things are usually tied at the hip. And the bar for wins is at an all-time low. Expectations in general are at all-time low. So he is walking into a situation where, like you said, if, if he comes in and is halfway competent as a quarterback and the offense is halfway explosive and they go they win seven games everybody here is like yeah yeah go you, giddy up do you know what like all he's got to do is be good enough i mean it, with his talent right like with the talent that it seems pretty obvious that he has yeah um like we don't know how good he is but he's going to be a pretty darn good player would be my guess like yes uh, if all else fails, he's not going to be like a total, like he can't play. Like, I think he'll be able to play better than what we've seen. Now, will he be a uh, a first round NFL draft choice? I have no idea. You know, that part, it's just too hard to tell. Right. But, like, I think no matter what, he's going to be an upgrade for us. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, and that's the part where, like, in the end, that's, that's going to give Nebraska fans legitimate hope and excitement. Going forward, we're just going to be able to, like, you know who we probably have for at least three years? It's a super talented quarterback. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's, we haven't said that forever. Right. And so that, that's the thing, too. We, the other thing, I really believe it's when you're when you're an evaluator, you work for Rivals, you work for 247 or whatever, or you work for ESPN, and you're an evaluator. 
challenging to when you're ranking quarterbacks to rank the 31st best quarterback yeah. versus the 47th best quarterback. Like you can miss there or even it's, you can miss on you, Nick. It, he, it's probably like uh, there's a hundred guys. You're like, eh? like, uh, yeah, really like, uh, I don't know. Eh? Like, but you know, what's probably not too terribly difficult to miss on is the number one quarterback. The nut. Yeah. The one through three, I'd be like, those guys are probably different. Your, Barrett one time had a cl- uh, had a comment to me that he called. I think he called him. Uh, I was asking about recruiting, and he go, he called certain guys. There, I think he he said like two clippers or three clippers. Where yeah. you watch two to three clips, and you're like, well, yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. watch two Whoa. clips of him, and you go, okay, yeah, that guy's. Yeah, there's like a highlight of like like this guy, like made one run that you go. There's about three guys on the planet that can do that. Yes, and you just go. That's all I need to know. And and I and I think. So, so what I'm saying is... He can you know, just flick the ball 70 yards and you go, eh. Nah, there's not a lot of guys that can do that. Who can do that? Yeah. So, well, we're both not... We're not saying that he's going to be a future first-round NFL draft pick. I don't know. Like, you still got to go get on the field and do it. But what I'm saying is, like, he's going to have more raw talent. He, like, the talent he is going to be there. Yeah. And the skills are going to be there. Now, as we've seen the quarterbacking, like, you know, your boy Zach Taylor didn't have a lot of the measurables and no. stuff. But, like, so Zach had that thing you couldn't really he had measure heart, and he look. He had heart and he had, mind. Right? Yes. The heart and mind thing, uh, I mean, there's a reason why he's the head coach of a of a yeah. pro football team. He's good at the it. fucking Super Bowl. You because know what I mean? he like, has a I, certain kind of brain and a certain kind of, like, mindset and, and drive. Like, that stuff is what you don't know. And we really don't know what Dylan has there. That's he has the tools, and he has, I think, an understanding of the the sport and what surrounds it because of his dad, yep, and his uncle. But like in the end, it's like when you're on the field and you're in the tough situation. What are you? We don't know that yeah. yet. That will that's that's down the road. We'll figure that out. But like. Most guys don't got what he has, which is the toolkit. He's got right. the toolkit. Right. I mean, Zach Zach could stand in the pocket on third and six on the road at Missouri or at Iowa State and hang in the pocket, deliver a strike, get hit, first down, move the chains. You know, in the fourth quarter or something. You know, I, and pro- that, process the process the play, the moment, the deep. Like those are the things these quarterbacks. It's just there's just so much. There's so much to it. That it's hard to just say he's got a great arm and he'll make it. So like, that's what I we have no idea. That's what we don't know. But what I guess what my what I'm trying to prove my point is that like he's going to come in and like the physical tools are going to be there. Yeah. And I think one of the things you brought up though, we're getting to that. Like I'll be interested. I think it's very important that he is a good teammate and that he is well liked in that locker room. You know, because like he he like I think that's really really important. For your quarterback, like I am of that school of thoughts. Your quarterback, it's like you have to be a leader. You have to be well liked. You got to be one of the guys. Yes, as much as you, he's gonna be put on a huge pedestal. Especially yes. him. I've never seen a pedestal like we're kind of already because he's getting money in a level that you're like he's gonna get paid more than most of the coaches probably. Yes. So so like it's important that he come in and. He's a hard worker. He's one of the guys. Humble. He's well liked. He's humble. Like uh, that. That's also the stuff you don't know. 
I mean, you and I joke. Like, I mean, the poem, the poem kind of made me roll my eyes a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I'll I give mean, him a pass because he's, he's I will made too, our dreams and, come true. And, <laughs> but, and he's but, at a level yeah. of um, profile and, and eyeballs that you and I've never really been at, you know. So it's like it's hard to grasp what that's like at 18 years old. I do appreciate but, that the poem was unique. He was like yeah. he was being unique and he was he was being different. I think that's fun. I think well, like we said we always be careful with uh right. comparisons and but he's a I mean he's fine. He's, but he's I just okay. think it's important when you're like even I and maybe I'm wrong cuz you were in the locker room with him, but like I think I think one of the great qualities of Tom Brady is is Despite the, you know, now it's his ex-wife, but supermodel ex-wife, he's, you know, super good looking, unbelievable amount of success, all that stuff. He still was like when, I feel like when, when you guys got, he was like one of the guys, you know, like he, he had that relatability. He, and I think one of the gifts Brady has is like, he's not unaware that he's Tom Brady, but he is. He's purposeful in the sense that like he he will not let it go to his head and he he makes right. a point to be like he makes a point to be the hardest worker and to be like like he knocks himself down a peg or two in a lot of sense. So like, I, just, I think I that's just, the, the guys that understand you have to do that when you are them. It, it, that's a rare gift to be aware of that, you know, because, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if you're you know, you're you're I don't know they're on different sides of the ball, but you're Ty Robinson, right? Your career, you've been through the ringer, right? You, you've had two different head coaches, a yeah, couple of different five, coordinators. Yeah. You've dealt with people thinking, you know, getting boo, not him, but like the, you know, people booing the yeah. team and, and all of the heat that this place can really produce when things aren't going well. And this dude is, is still standing in the ring and fighting. What he, what he's not going to love is some hotshot 18 year old coming in thinking, you know, I'm the guy. I'm, you know, like all those kinds of things. So I just, I just think it's important. Uh, I, and I, I think Dominic. I would assume Dominic would like explain those kinds well, of things. And to I him. don't know. I, I don't know Dylan. I don't. I don't either. I, I, I haven't seen a lot of him, but like the the few things I've seen, he seems like a thoughtful kid, and he yeah. seems like, and I, and I would get the sense like the Riolas are linemen. They're sinners. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. That's yeah. A, there's a that's a great centers are usually smart and they're ridiculously tough. Usually, they're usually that tough, and so I don't I don't for a second think that like he comes from a prima donna family. No, you're, just you're because right. I'm like those guys were linemen. Like linemen are of a certain type. Well, let's be honest. There's they're a not reason, flashy. They're, they're linemen. They're there's centers. a reason Shador Sanders is super. <laughs> Dion's you know, kid. super throwing up his Rolex and, to, you know, like, because yeah. of that was Dion, you know, like that was the so, Rayolas are centers. The Rayolas are alignment. Th- those guys are selfless. They're tough. They're usually completely like it's how do you be selfish as a lineman? No, it's it's you know what I mean. Like you, you're a part of a unit. Like it's a unit yes. within the unit. Right. It's the it's the O line within the offense within the team, and they are like they work as one. as one. It's that's five as one. You know, like that's just how it goes. Receivers and cornerbacks lead the in cornerbacks, receivers, and quarterbacks are usually the sometimes flashes. can be a little flat. So you're yeah. right. It's a great point, and I'm not I'm not trying to because I don't know Dylan either. I'm just getting into like okay, here comes this guy, and so I'm trying to get inside of that locker room of like what he needs. Yeah. He needs to come in and be a really, really, really. He needs to win over his teammates sure. right away with sure. some of that stuff. Uh, I also like that now it feels 
um, like the offense can have an identity. You know, like oh. it, it last year it was a little, you know, we the the direction of the offense was. I mean, at one point they're running pure option. The you know it was a, it, it didn't really have a direction. I feel like now you know who's going to be under center. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. Pella was just at my house installing some new windows and a new front door. And take it from me, working with Pella from start to finish was a great experience. I started in the showroom in Omaha and really got a great feel for the whole process of what goes into installing a window or installing a door into your home. And I was able to get a much better sense of what I was going to be installing in my home because I was able to actually like feel a door, look at a window, open the blind, close the blind. And then from there, the in-home consultation process with Debbie was outstanding. Just the whole care and the precision from their entire team, it was second to none. And the Pella experts, when they came in to install, man, they are impressive. They were able to finish the job quickly. And then the care they used with the drop cloths and and all that stuff around the windows and, and inside my home was great. They were in and out. And my place is honestly cleaner now than before they arrived. I, I just, I couldn't be happier with how it all turned out. I love my windows, especially my bay window. I love my front door and has really kind of changed and transformed the front of my house. And it's so cool. Every time I pull in my driveway, I get to look at those things, man. Working with the whole team at Pella, it just was an A-plus experience. If you need some new windows, a new door, you got to go with the team at Pella. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. He's, he's pro style from high school though. Like he was under yeah. center at high school. He can is, do. He can do. Yes. It will be a pro style offense. And I think he mentioned, Rule mentioned this in one of his interviews, which was a great. I think it was a great talking point, which I think he's selling on now. Is like they're running pro blocking schemes, like pro yeah. offensive concepts, and he's really making a point of like we're trying to put you in the pros. I remember this was a Bill O'Brien. When he went to Penn State, yep. he started landing big time quarterbacks and like offensive guys because he was he could say, Hey, this is like this is what you need to do to be in the, the NFL. I was an offensive coordinator in the NFL. So yeah. like that is a selling point Matt Rule can still lean on is like he's fresh out of the NFL. Right. He's fresh out of this is what it you're gonna be doing and you need to know how to do this stuff on the next level. And he said, Hey, not to be, you know, not to put down anybody else's schemes, but like they're basic, you know, there's, there's some basic things people do that in the NFL, you have to do more. You have to do these kind of things. And I thought that was a great selling point for offensive linemen, for and receivers, quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I had this thought, uh, after Royal officially signed was like, it was almost like, you know, the bat signal goes up. Yeah. It's almost like the end signal has finally been up after however many years we're like, it feels like it's real. Like it's a real signal to recruits. Like we're not, we're not what we were of the last 10 years. Like we're, we're on to something different. Like if you get Riola, the number one quarterback in the country, the real signal goes up like the Nebraska signal that hasn't been up in a while. I feel like it's up and I don't know why that is other than like, it's just when you got the guy, when you got one guy, and yeah. the defense is kind of coming back yes. with Tony White and Ty and all right. the guys, like it feels like the recruits. There's something out there where, if you want to jump on this thing, like it might. We're on the like we're on the train to good things. All of a sudden, like one guy can do that. Yeah, that's where it and can't. You can't underestimate that. 
I just think like, gosh, I don't know why it, 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 it's the first time I felt that in a while. And it's, right. that's why, I mean, this is why it's a big deal. And that's why people are going deal. crazy. Cause like, it is the first time I feel like the signal of like, you know, we've been saying that like, Hey, Nebraska's coming Nebraska. Like the signal hadn't been up yet. Right. Well, maybe the first, I'll say this, maybe the first year of frost, the signal, I was going to say the signal the was kind of up maybe for that, a while. That went there. away quickly. We and, lost those games. To start the year, the six right. losses, but then we had the we won, you know, six to finish, mm-hmm. or no, we won five of the went last four and six. two. You went four, four and two. two. You went zero oh and six, and then four and four two. two, and for then for so it was the the, that, signal, the signal started was, to come. It was, it was back up a little bit heading into twenty nineteen, and then it seems like it went away after Ohio, that. Ohio State, the Ohio State game of nineteen, the signal went down. Yes, and so now you. You know, we we joked last night, the Costanza analogy of like all of a sudden now, like Nebraska's dating a model. Yeah, and that you know the 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 whole Seinfeld episode of he has a picture of the of model and now he can date more <laughs> Like, but it's but that's true. And yeah, he he immediately changes the perception and the complexion of Nebraska right away. Yes, and so you you got to capitalize on that. And what's why it's important for next year to like Dylan right Dylan to be town like he needs to have a good season. Nebraska needs to have a good season, and then you know things can can take off from there. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 huge. Any I'm trying to think of any any other things with with Dylan? It'll be I will say it was it was interesting that Matt Rule said he was got asked about like the quarterbacks coach. And he didn't want to talk about that, which basically tells you like something's going to be changing with who's coaching the quarterbacks. Now, what all that looks like, I don't know. Yeah. Does that mean Satter? I know he wanted Satterfield to coach the tight ends and be the offensive coordinator. Does that mean that's what's going to end up happening? Are they going to bring into a quarterbacks coach? Are they going to bring in a quarterbacks coach? This would be and, the time to do it. I mean, you and have an OC. Well, you have the you have the. Um, the tight ends coach that that's not there, and so they had the assistant. So I don't. I mean, that's the time. If you're going to do it, it's now to do it because you like Riola is a special case where it's like you can bring in the pro yeah. style, you know, guru. Guru, and I mean Satterfield. If they still want him to be the coordinator, that's uh, that's fine. I mean, it's just yeah. It's just there's there is the. Um, I guess a lot of times the QB coaches. Sometimes They've been trending towards being the, the coordinator. So, so I don't know. I mean, there's a chance. Who knows? I mean, you're paying Sat a lot of money to be the tight ends coach if that's the scenario. Well, that's yeah, you know. It, so it you'd would, imagine that like he's not he's not stepping down. As a I would think there's just going to be. A, I would think Satterfield is still the coordinator, and they bring in a pretty a pretty well respected quarterbacks coach. But we'll see yeah. what happens there. Um, so the, so the quarterback situation right now, they end up keeping. Daniel Kalen. Yes. Chubba Purdy goes into the portal. And obviously they're keeping Heine. Sims so, is in the portal. Yeah. Sims is in the portal as well. So you get Riola, Kalen, Harburg. Kalen, what do we think on you know, you talk about a guy that is just you know, we talked we talked last pod about him where he was he clearly wanted to go here. They were hot and heavy on Dylan Riola. Then when he goes to Georgia, then Nebraska you know takes him and he jumps on board and then Royola comes back into the fold and you wonder if there was he was maybe going to take a trip to East Lansing um then that didn't that ended up yeah. not happening 
Uh, what what do we think about Daniel Kalen? I I'm glad he stuck around. I think it's good. We need quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. like I said, we we don't have like we needed another scholarship guy. I I love the fact that he st- he stayed. Um, you know, I don't know what his ceiling is, but like. You know, we were just, me and you were just watching some clips of him, and he's got like you know he's got good fundamentals. He's making real throws. Um, Rule says he's he processes fast. That's a big. I love that. Yeah. Like when you tell me a guy can process, I'll take a guy that can process and who's accurate versus like the super talent any day. So my hope is that like I mean, kind of gives me a little Joe Joe Gans vibes. Not quite as mobile as Joe, but like not a big super impressive looking I guy I, but he just seems to like like he got nice little a nice little highlight tape and i think he could be a guy where you know like you never know how this stuff works out so like to have another guy that wants to be here from nebraska that's got some some talent um it, it's it's not a bad thing he's like our insurance policy for like what's going to happen with the superstar like don't know but we got some guy that's a potential guy behind him that that will be our insurance policy and push Royal. I mean, hopefully Kalen is good enough that he's got to make Riola stay like on course for sure. You know what and I'm saying? Like that's the best is when like when the backups almost as good as the starter or like sometimes like, I mean, it's like, cause know. I feel like that's what happened for forever with Martinez that he just didn't have anybody behind him that was legitimately pushing him. Yeah. And you know, a couple things with Kalen. I, I agree. I like that he. It's it's great that he stayed um, in the in the fold. By all accounts, he was really good peer recruiting. I mean, I've heard some people say they don't get Carter Nelson without Daniel Kalen. You yeah. know, so uh, that that's fantastic. Uh, I I'll be honest. I wish he would have been without. I wasn't in the stands eating popcorn watching Bell West every Friday night. But I do wish, from a just generally speaking. You heard a ton about Anthony Rezac and Caleb Binning and the buzz. The, where's the, the buzz? Where's the? There was not a lot of buzz. That team felt like it was a disappointment a little bit. That yeah. Bell West team, and it didn't feel like every week. Like it felt like Zane Flores two years ago, the cat that goes to Okie State. Yeah. Like every weekend, this dude was putting on a show every weekend, and his yeah. team was winning and. I would love to hear have like somebody who's who's watched a lot of those games like give us the real like what was the real story like was he really good but they just didn't have a line or they didn't you know or like you yeah. know the one receiver was hurt the, for they most had one of the receiver year. Ba- which but still I'd love to hear like give me the real breakdown of his year because like I said that was the one thing I as a guy who didn't get to watch any of his games yeah. Uh, and so I have limited things. But to you're say going about. off of just like that I'm just buzz going out. Factor. I didn't get. I didn't hear much buzz. I didn't hear much about him at all this season. Yeah. You know, like, hey, did you hear what? Did you see what Kalen did last night? I no, what he's did he ripping do? it. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Like, there was none of that. Yeah. If anything, it was to the contrary. Like, oh, you hear they played Westside and they got blown out. Yeah. Or was, they got, you know, and you're going, well, what? Because really? I thought I, when I, I saw we had the three the three signees this summer, I was like. Ooh, those guys are going to tear it up this you year. Would, you would assume so, or at the very least, they're going to be hanging fifty on everybody. Yeah, like you know, maybe their game. defense gives up sixty-five a game, but like offensively, they're going to hang. But it didn't feel like that. Yeah, and, and that's where I think somebody needs to clue us in. So maybe even on the message boards, you know, yeah, or on the yeah. comments well, or whatever. Yeah. We don't have the YouTube going up, but, but yeah, yeah to, I mean, it's. I'd be curious too, you know, what a guy like you know what some of these other high school coaches thought of Kalen yeah. and stuff, you know. So, um, but but to go back to what you said a second ago, he. 
Kalen, when you watch him and you look at him, he's 6'2", 190 or whatever. He's not a he's he's not a super athlete. He doesn't have just like a cannon. He doesn't have great size. So to me, he's got to be one of those guys that to not to bring it all the way back to Zach Taylor or Joe Gans. Like his, he's got to be off the charts intangibly. Yes, he's got. And, and even the, the the short little bit we're watching his highlights, he looks like he, he looks kind like he of could be. he just looks very fundamentally sound. He looks like he's just a guy that you know he's going to be able to make the right throw and the right, right read, and he'll be able to, like if he can be that guy. Like I just he, he, that's so invaluable. Even if you got Riola, you, if you you got to have the second guy. Yes. You know how it goes. Like dudes are going to go down, and if you want to be a winning team, you got to have two quarterbacks. Well, when's the last year that a backup the that Nebraska only started one quarterback the whole season? I can't remember. I can't. I don't know. I mean, you'd have to go back to Tommy. Maybe, but, no, but I want to say Riker Fife. Riker I mean, Fife. do you have to go back to like Taylor Martinez in 2010? Maybe. Did he start he, the whole season? He, get, he got banged up a few different times in his career. He might have been. I don't know. I'm. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. So, but but to your point, like you always need the, that second guy. But I just, the, I think Kalen needs to be one of those like amazing intangibles, incredibly accurate kind of a player and watching him on film he looks like he could be potentially that so yeah I think it's a good thing he stuck with us we need quarterbacks um and then uh, Heine's a different change of pace guy you know like a guy that at least like let's say on like he's your I would think would you think next year the depth chart heading into the UTEP game is is Riola Heine Kalen uh pro because yeah, Heine's yeah. gonna have Eight, right? He was eight games. Yeah, I think Heine. I mean, Heine's going to be our guy. Where I mean, he's got five wins under his belt. Yeah, he's, and he's got eight. So you just. But either way, I, what I'm saying, like at least Heine, one of your options is a guy that started seven or eight games, whatever it was, yeah. won games, made big plays in games. Yeah. He's and and maybe another year of like development with him would be would be good. So. Yeah, he's um, probably. I think I I would say that's probably the case. He'll probably be the backup, and then Kalen, and then Caleb. It's gonna, and then it's Kalen. How Kale, fast he can how, develop? How quick yeah. can he develop and maybe surpass a guy like Heinrich yeah. Harburg? And and again, Heine's a guy. Maybe you could use him in other ways. They remember the first play or first game of the season. They threw a pass to him. Yeah. So maybe Heine's on the field doing some some other stuff. Uh. So. The other thing, the other couple other things was was signing day here. So, the one thing that that is always, I'm always curious, and we and you don't know this answer for a few years down the road. I'm I'm so fascinated to see how good of talent evaluators rule and this staff are. In, where I I did feel like that eluded the last staff a little bit yeah. with their ability to identify, especially like running backs and wide receivers. Like they they did they didn't do a great job in the in at a high school yeah signing like I mean they they always had to go in the portal to get like a real receiver yep you know and their Matt Rule is doubling down on that because like I was reading from Amy Just column where Nebraska signed thirty players and twenty nine of them were high school kids yep they only signed one transfer so that is saying they are they are trusting their eyes. And they are going that developmental route. They they want, and I can respect that. And I think the the thing that you get nervous about is like, 
when when I hear the the developmental thing, I go, man, our kids going to be patient enough to yeah. be developed. And the one thing that's good to see now, there's going to be another portal opening at the end of spring, but it's good that there was not a like. It's a good sign that not a lot of guys left this roster. Well, and I, I think NIL is a big part of that. That's we're the other doing, thing I was going to say. I like, think we're doing a really good job in NIL. Of I, taking, I, I, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know the. I'd love all to the know logistics, the workings of that, but but I get the sense that everybody's getting paid. Nick, like every guy in the roster is getting something, something. And I don't think most schools that's happening. Like in everybody here, and I think the schools with the least amount of churn is what you're going to look for. It's like, <laughs> yeah, man, they're doing something right. So if you you know, you, you bring your guys on and you take care of them. And I think that's a good thing. And the, the other thing that was, that I'm always fascinated to see is that Nebraska did a decent job in state. Yes. So of the top 15 in-state players, Nebraska signed eight of them, including the top four. Yes. And that's, that's the key. They got the four, they got the four best guys. Yes. And in 2023, where so last recruiting class, they it was eight of the top fifteen, including two of the top four. Um, in twenty twenty two, Nebraska they landed just three of the state's top fifteen players and none of the top four. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing it again. Nebraska doesn't produce a ton of top end talent, but the the top end talent that does get produced here, you gotta land like. You'd love to see a world where like Nebraska is getting to where the top fifteen players in the state of Nebraska like. It's probably naive to think you're going to go 15 for 15, but like at one point they uh, dang near did. So if you can so, get to where you're going, 12 for 15, 13, 14 for 15, that would be that would be good to see as well. Yeah, I mean, in Carter Nelson, that that's one where like after the 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 kid from from Pierce got away to Iowa State, like yeah. we couldn't lose like two top tier tight ends in and a row. He was going to Georgia too. That's what's yeah. amazing. It's like Nebraska, in essence, took. Georgia's tight end and yeah. their and Georgia's quarterback. Yeah, that that's like I said for us that's a huge deal. Like for Georgia, it's like eh, all right, we'll get a different. Like they're okay. Yeah, they're okay. They're still the number one recruiting. Cl- we yeah. we took two of the, like the two best players we got. We took from Georgia, and they're still the number one recruiting class in the in the nation. That's how good. That's how good Georgia's talent <laughs> yeah, level is. That's you know, crazy. But uh, no, I, mean, I think I'm, I, I think that. Struggling I, what I don't want to do, I mean, I am in a committed relationship with Thomas Fedoni. Oh yeah, and it's no, going it's great. Hard. I mean, it we, is. You guys have your 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 vacation planned to Canton very soon. We have a we we got uh, a vacation home in Canton. It, to yeah. be a, like <laughs> we we love we spend the summers there. Yeah, and just little weekends when we can get out. Uh, just nice to get away a little bit. You go try on jackets together. We do. Make sure they we, fit. We do. We you know, so I don't. But I got another guy now coming into my life that feels like he's Canton, he's Canton worthy. Yeah, this guy's a this guy's a, a special athlete. Um, it's hard his highlights because it's it's hard with eight man. It's it's hard. I pulled it up to really try to like, like you watch Fedoni's high school highlights and you know it's pop it pops. You yeah. know, it's just hard because of the level of football that he's playing and. But you gotta take some comfort in like the the athleticism and the and Saban's the size. Like, Saban's never offered an eight man guy and Saban offered this guy. That's, it says a lot. 
It says a lot. It doesn't mean he's going to be great. It just says a lot. That, that tight end room, because you got Boa Constrictor back, correct? Yeah, he's he's solid. And then you got HOF. You got the, you got Canton, Ohio, Boa Constrictor, and then <laughs> and with Carter Nelson, my side chick, or like what? <laughs> my mistress. Get Carter. What's that movie? It's Stallone. What is it? I don't know. I, I got to figure out who Carter Nelson is. Um, for for me, but. I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm prone to maybe I can be in a you know an open relationship with both Carter Nelson and Thomas Fidelity, but but that's what all the kids are into these days. They are, so, uh, that's all these I don't days. see any problem with that. I don't see anything. What wrong could go with, wrong? This is hey, ridiculous. Nick, what could go wrong? Am I gonna become the, I'm gonna become the Hugh Hefner of of tight ends? Of, of tight ends where it's just like me in a robe and I got my. Arms I don't have around. to pick a favorite. I married them all. I got car. I, I, I got all these. I got. I got all of them here. What did with he me. call his wives? Is like his three blonde wives. Didn't he call yeah, well, them something? I don't know. Hugh. And he's how like, about, how about that? I mean, what a life. Just, what a life. Hugh. Hugh just had three blonde Playboy bunnies. By the way, Playboy bunny. Like, is that even like a like Playboy, are there? If I want to go buy, if I want to go get a Playboy, I don't think it exists anymore. I don't think that. It, I think it's done. Right? Is it? I mean, every Man. as kids, it was like every boy was like, "Yeah, we got to see that." Like, oh yeah, I mean, but then at some well, point, it's just like everybody be like, "That's no good. Don't do that." Bigger surprise that is just it's obsolete to you, and we're viewing this through the lens of like a child that blockbuster video is obsolete or Playboy is obsolete. I think. Well, that's like, a good question. what's a bigger surprise? If like, you told me that? so, twelve year. I go back and I pull thirteen year old Goru <laughs> <laughs> aside. Probably Playboy. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What naked women? What? I don't. I don't know. What's What's know. the bigger surprise? I mean, I, I don't know. It's like Nick. If you would have told me those things, like I didn't think that way when I was twelve. Like when twelve, you're just like future. Who cares about the future? Let's go to the pool. I know. <laughs> well, and because even a. Uh, the 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 fact that you would go whether CD stores record like yeah. we're going physically buying like yeah. if I go if I want to go buy a CD do I go to Best Buy do I go like Barnes and Noble and Best Buy I think still have CDs because that would have been something crazy to explain to someone too it's like you buying a CD that will be gone Blockbuster Video that will be gone there will no be there will be no Playboy. Well, I That's did. Gone. I did call the box. I called it like you this did. Was in you like, did. I will say you did. I, will, I said there I will won't. Vouch for I don't ever buy a DVD again. They're just gonna put them all in a box. And it was like, yeah, right. I right. will say I have a whole bunch of in my in my storage space in my basement. I have a box full of DVDs that just is like, what a waste. My wife still buys DVDs. Really? And I I, I roll my eye. I go, don't Why? do it. She goes, well, I just want to have it in case we really want to watch it. I mean. I'm like, I, I, okay, like, okay. And sometimes we go out to the, the cabin at the lake and it's like, you know, it's old stands, like old school, like TV with the DVD and the, yes. and the VHS in it. And we actually put in VHSs and DVDs at the lake, like old school little TV though, you know, but, but I mean, I would think in almost the scenario that, that your wife is drumming up, like, I don't even know. I mean, let's say you really want to watch a movie. I mean, you could just buy it. From Amazon Prime or see, I think know. that's even like I I don't like that I don't like buying movies digitally I want I would rather own it in my hands or I just want to like hey one I want it to be part of the subscription you know like so I want to own rather, it forever you would rather as buy a part a of the subscription you'd rather buy the DVD rounders than purchase rounders off of like whatever 
I guess that probably makes less sense, doesn't it? But I just wouldn't do either. Facebook I do neither. has fed me a lot of rounder scenes lately. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. Hey, the algorithm got you. It knows what you want. They know that, like, every time Nick's scrolling through Facebook and renders on, he stops and it goes, <laughs> beat, beat him more. Matt Damon, Kanish. Give him more. Splash the pot. Give me some Goodwill Hunting. Splash the me... pot. <laughs> oh, what a what a movie. How do we get? Oh, I'm the I'm Hugh Hefner of the tight ends. Yes. That's how we go. Oh, I don't okay. know where we go down. We were the trying hole. to go thirty minutes, and it's already forty two minutes. Let's Dang. bang out a couple more things, and then we'll then we'll get out of here. Um. The any other in any other guy in the class or guys in the class pop for you? Yeah, so I think you have to talk about we got Grant Bricks from out of out of Iowa, out of Iowa, away from Iowa, right? Like, because he was he was committed to Iowa, or was he? No, I don't think he, he, he was, was committed. He had an Iowa offer though. Yeah, he had a couple of different offers from some pretty good schools, and he was he's like our um, de facto best lineman in the class, I mean, he had offense a or defense. Offer. Yeah, so I mean, this dude was like. I mean, watching his, his highlights, like he's like one of those like road grader guys. Like he, you can tell he like loves it, and it's so good. I mean, this fits Riola's personality too. So, um, it's a great name too. Yeah, Grant. I mean, it's good. Like for us, if we can actually get some good linemen, he's a top one hundred player, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that Nick, that's that for us. How to me, like we got Riola, you get a top hundred lineman. Um, I think what we're missing probably we got the tight end right like a top hundred of, of tight end. Of course, Nick, you and your wives. It's my mistress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I think all we're missing out of this class to be like would have been a true home run is like a top one hundred receiver. Yeah. So pretty much we're gonna we're gonna have to go to the portal I think to find to find a receiver that can be an immediate impact. But really, like you got to feel pretty good. Um, looking back now that, and I think really, if you look at the way we finished, like it was an okay class, right? It was okay. You had Carter Nelson, like good class, pretty good. Binning committing, you know, was a big moment, I think, because he was a Nebraska guy, probably legacy, the, the legacy guy, other than Nelson, probably the best Nebraska recruit. And it felt like we were, weren't going to get him. <laughs> yeah. He comes back and then you get bricks then you get Riola, and then they flip two guys on the last day. I think it's, I think it's Shavers and Tarver were the ones that, that flipped, or Tarver and Sanders, one of the two. It was definitely yep. Tarver. Tarver was Maryland, um, and so then you get a few extra guys that I'm kind of like I'm I'm curious about them. I don't know much about these guys, but um, it's just it's a nice little little bonus. Finish strong. Yeah. Do you like Willis McGahey? As I a do. Fellow linebacker, and I think he's got good bloodlines. You know, his, his dad was a was there's a, a lot of that. Great you know, a lot of former good. There's a handful of legacies and a, and guys that that you know come from football families, which is good to see. Yeah, like Quinn. So Quinn Clark, uh, I have friends. I have uh, friends in Montana that that saw him play and was like, that dude looked different. Like he's like a six foot five, six foot six receiver. Yep. Um, and he's a legacy. And then the other legacy was uh, um, Neil Smith's kid, Keelan Smith. And he, he just got named like Missouri Player of the Year. 
I mean, that's a big deal. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, these are tall. These are tall athletes. Like everybody we got at these receiver, you know, we got a bunch of these like six three to six five kids. Um, yeah, the kid out of Texas, Braylon Prude, and then Roger Gradney. Same way. These guys are all like tall, good looking players. You got a, got a um, punter, Camden Cook, which is Sam Cook. Son of Sam Cook. I played with Sam. I mean, Quinn Quinn Clark, son of Ken punter. Clark. Uh, you you mentioned Keelan Smith. Also landed uh, Marcus Buford's little brother, Mario. Mario, Buford. yeah, it's a very like Nebraska must be like, like got to target legacies, otherwise they don't know about don't, this. Yeah, state. you got to you got to go all in on families. Like that's a big that's the prerequisite. You have to have your your father had to have played, and you better have a brother that can play as but, well. But think, I I mean, think about this though. Here's the issue with Nebraska: we haven't won in long enough. But the generation that's there now, Nick, they don't know much about Nebraska, and they don't like. This is always embarrassing, I think. If you go to the coast and you tell us, you ask 10 people, you say, point to Nebraska on a map, I think you'd be shocked. You'd oh, be yeah. shocked how many people can't do it. Which it's is, embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, like, I think as Midwesterners, we can go to anywhere on a map and we'll tell you the state. I'll be rel- maybe and upper in the maybe upper northeast, northeast might be like, oh, well, we crap, missed that was New Hampshire, Vermont will yeah. maybe mess up. Oh, is uh is is this Rhode Island or is that Mer- like yeah. that's where people in the in the Midwest maybe will miss. Right. Other than that people in the coast, Nick, you'll say, Where's New Mexico? And they're like, uh, eh, is that and they'll point to Oregon. You know, you're like, <laughs> you want to call them a moron, but it's like you're like, you can't do that. But it's like they don't think the middle of the country exists. Right. Or Fly even like country. if you're on the East Coast, almost the West <laughs> Like the western part of the the country doesn't exist. Yeah, it's really odd to us, but you'd be shocked. So I think there are these kids, and I think it's a big majority of kids in this country. Nick, they couldn't pick Nebraska out on a map, and they stay here in Nebraska and they think freaking like Siberia. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, I so why are there a bunch of legacies and guys that like oh Willis McGahey? Well, he played us in the national championship yeah, like, oh, in yeah, 2001. Yeah. Maybe he knows Nebraska is a good program, or like these guys' dads played there, or you know, like or you're from Nebraska. Like that's who we're getting, Nick, and it's not a coincidence. Or no. Dylan Riola, like hmm, I wonder what you know, like yeah, it's not a coincidence. It's because people don't have a clue, so Nebraska has to get good fast so we get back on the map. And you just the the buzz. It will be. Think of. Ne- I mean, the big hook for some of these TV networks will be Rayola. Yeah, I mean, Nick. People will, like it's it's good for business, Nick. <sighs> your your comment the other week about like Nebraska's ur- just put a lot of money into this stadium. There's urgency. There's no doubt. Like getting Rayola was big, and it's good for business. There's urgency. You you you're paying both coordinators a million bucks. The defense is is was good enough last year and on paper seems like it could even be better next year. Yeah. The schedule sets up nicely. I still don't care. I mean, there there still needs to be the idea that rule can go five and seven again and everybody's like, this just building it. This is okay. No, they need it. They the urgency is there. Yeah, the progress needs to be seen, but progress, even if it's not crazy progress, progress with Riola looking good at your your quarterback. It's just a shift in consciousness. You're just like, it, we're, we just will feel different as a fan base. Seven wins with Raiola looking good. And the offense looking good. That's the other, it just was pain. Even the, the wins last year felt like ugly. Ugly. Purdue, Northwest. It was like, just, ooh. 
Dude. Illinois. Remember how Dude. bad the yeah. offense was? In I mean, so even just a competent offense yeah. with a quarterback that you're not terrified of when they're in the pocket. You're not going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, yeah. You know, that's going to feel better, too. So so who's your favorite? I mean, I guess I'm going Carter Nelson is my guy. I'm also, because I love Damon, I'm uh, Caleb Benning's my yeah. guy, too. I mean, it's hard to not. It was important to get Benning. Just... I knew Caleb. It's so funny. So when I was at 1620, obviously Damon D Damon was the lead-in show. You know, so he was the oh, morning yeah. show, I was a midday show. And so I remember his two sons, Micah and Caleb, they would like, they would be like running around the radio station as I would be like prepping for the show. Like I, I, I knew Caleb when he was like a little boy. It's weird to see him. And so it's yeah. weird to see him out there like kicking ass and taking names. I do love the other thing real quick. I told you this. I love that Caleb plays basketball. Yeah, I love that, and I love that he's like he plays and he's like he's talented, but like he's he's a he is like Caleb Benning's going to guard the other team's best player. Caleb Benning's going to take pride in that, you know. Like I love I love that. So, yeah, um, I'm excited about. But so yeah, I guess uh, I'm, a not okay. Let's say this a non Riola <laughs> pick because yeah, well, obviously, really Nick, you like they all guys? they all decommit, but Riola stays. I'm like it's a hell of a class. Great they recruiting one class. guy who was real. I'm like, it's got to be, it's it's got to be, be one of our best of uh, classes. Real. So I think I, I like the Brooks kid out of Iowa. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I just think line, like if you can build a line, you can build a team really. And the rest of the guys, I just do don't want to go all in on Quinn on Quinn Clark. Not yet. Shout out to my, oh, look at you. Why do you, why don't you fall in love quick? Doc? I haven't even seen a clip of the dude. I, I mean, listen, I've only seen Carter Nelson play eight man football, but I'm already <laughs> dating him. But you he's a tight end, Nick. He's a, so tight ends and punters. You're an easy <laughs> yeah. sell. Uh, okay, give me give me one more guy that you are officially you well, you like. Here, I, don't, I I just noticed something. You want to take Neil Smith's kid? He's a tight end. That's mine. He's in my picture. Oh, my, he's in. He's in you. my robe. I I got my robe and I got Carter Nelson. <laughs> I got Keelan Smith. Got I got Boa Constrictor uh, and I got Canton Ohio. God, that's the photo. I don't know who you picking that you're. Well, look at this. So look at this. So Matt Rule went all in on Texas and our first like one two three. Four, five, five of like the first like you know handful of like out of state recruits are all Texas, and then we had a bunch of Texas decommits, and they finished with with five. Florida, Georgia, Florida, Florida, Florida. So that Florida thing kind of just like popped at the end of the season, it did. where I feel like it was all Texas all the time, and then Texas kind of went cold on us. You notice that? Like the right. Texas guys decommitted and all of our Texas dudes we were like trying to get didn't come. And then all the Florida guys just came in a wave at the end. That is interesting. It, like I would love to ask somebody what happened there. Like, is that a Florida thing where they like they all wait to the end? Maybe. Like the same thing happened the other year, though, where we got all those dudes the last second. Yeah. I always feel like I'm a little uneasy about the Florida guys just because of that. Yeah. We had those Florida guys. I'm like. Had a lot of Florida dudes come and go. They come and go, right? So my, my biggest question mark are the Florida guys, the late Florida dudes that like, are they actually coming to stay? Um, And then like the dude from Hawaii. I feel like our track record with the dudes from Hawaii is just like, they come and they go quick too. They, I told you that they're like, mahalo, bro. Like yeah, they get and here and they're like, this winter's this? cold, dude. Yeah, like, I'm out of here, man. And they're a long way from, from home. So Oh, yeah. But no rule. I mean, I, I wish I would have screenshotted. He got like the number one player in like three or four different states. Yeah. 
Because the Hawaii guy might be their number one, right? And I think I bet Quinn Clark's number one. In Mon- yeah, for sure in Montana. Uh, maybe the I don't know. I just I and then I wish... then Raiola in Georgia. Yeah. But that's I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting. Offseason national champs. Hang the banner. Nick, we we finished in the top twenty. There should be a bar in town that like hangs offseason national champs we've for Nebraska. Won, we've won for fifty straight years. Fifty straight. <laughs> like we were putting John Wooden's UCLA Bruins. Like sh- like just it, we are the John Wooden UCLA Bruins. But what's different about us is we're very proud of our off. We're like we look at it like yes, we did it again, folks. It was totally warranted. We're never sure we're going to totally, win it. It was totally warranted. And then we warranted. win it again. Okay, I mean, is that it? Any other any other thoughts before we 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 say farewell? Should we I mean, go to the mansion have... with Hugh wanna, and the oh, boys? Yeah, we are late. Grab my robe. Carter's there. Everybody's there. Let's go to let's go to the mansion. Fedones. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Here we go. A heard at Sports Network production.